Before today's episode, we here at the Patient Stew Podcast would like to thank our sponsor, Iron Horse Racing, for coming on and sponsoring this episode for all you good folks out there. Iron Horse Racing has no markup fees, state-of-the-art communication, and unparalleled transparency. So come see why IHR is one of the most exciting horse partnerships out there. For more information, please visit IHRacing.com or on Twitter at RacingWithIHR. Use the code PODCAST and you can actually be eligible for a special gift. And and include that, that you're hearing it from us uh, when you reach out to them. So remember, Iron Horse Racing, if not now, then when? Let's go. All right, everybody, we're back. It's Thursday, and as promised, we're coming back with our Belmont Stakes Day handicapping show. We got a few things to talk about that happened uh, last week, and then we'll jump right in. So just a quick little story. On a whim, on Friday at Belmont, I was sitting, you know, working from home, doing my thing. I never even really play the jackpot pick sixes, but I was like, well, I have meetings the whole rest of the day. It's this race, so I'm going to play it. And for wow. 20 bucks, um, I got through the first four legs with a couple of long shots in there, got to the fifth, and did not play Allen's top pick funny guy that he played in his contests. And if I had, I would have scooped the entire empire six jackpot for $150,000. Yeah. Well, that's what you get for not calling me. (laughs) I text him and he just goes, Oh yeah, I like that one. I played him in my contest. Well, that's uh, unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. And and here's the thing, the ticket you just put together. I mean, we gets the monies was, uh, relatively decently difficult to find. Uh, you had another big, payout in there that was decently difficult to find and you structured a very strong ticket i think in that race you know mr buff should have won but there was so much pace that really funny guy and bank it made the most sense and if you look back funny guy beat bank it and had an easier position he was going to save ground and then on top of that, Terra Nova's barn has been on fire. As the kids would say, on fleek. So, Whoa. yeah. Yeah. Um, so what, what I think that might have cooled down a tad. What but. made it worse is that I didn't single Mr. Buff. I literally had second place, third place, and fourth place on my ticket. <laughs> so. And then you had Shamrocked in the last. Oh. Yeah. As Dusty Rhodes would say to you. Hard times, daddy. Hard times. (laughs) Well, yeah. So, anyway, it did pay a consolation since nobody had it. So, (laughs) I'll take it. We'll move on. We'll use that as ammo for this weekend. Well, tell tell the people what you did get instead of 150,000. Yeah. So, instead of 150,000, it paid since I had three horses in the leg that I did not have the winner, it paid eight. $1,850 $1,850 for a $20 better, ticket. which also, Better than a kick in the teeth. Yeah. So no, it's a nice score. It's still, still it's the it's most nice annoying. Score. It's the most annoying winning ticket yeah. I'll probably right. ever have. Yeah. Garbage 1800 Hey, look, I'm going to tell you what. You could turn 
half of if you even play half of that with the crazy ass conspiracy theory play you have coming up uh yeah you'll you'll turn that into uh you'll get your 150k brother yep but where where are we starting off andrew so let's start with uh well it's race two right race two which is the first 12, series of the day 12 25 12 25 yeah so if you're on the west coast don't miss it um if you're in uh europe then you can watch it right around dinner time but uh (laughs) yeah what if you're in papua new guinea well then i don't know what you do watch racing (laughs) all right exciting all right who we who's leading us off i like echo town next I, Chalky. Chalky I like Eagle. mischievous Alex in here. I I think he's been one of the most fun horses to watch. I mean, in his last couple of races, he's just put him away without a problem. And he's been in New York. He's been chilling in New York. I like that. And um, I think that this is a really competitive five-horse field. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, I'll go, um, no, well, sorry. It's not loading up fellas. Uh, I'll go, I'll go Asmussen, Asmussen. I'll go the, uh, Asmussen exacta box four or five. Actually uh, I lied straight four or five, four or five straight cold. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, it, you know, shoplifted, I think you'll get a great price on, um, my, my thing here is that no parole has to go to the front, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Echo Town is a stayer, has a lot more um, depth at proving that uh, the horse is capable of staying. Maru figures to sit a trip. Mischievous Alex figures to sit a trip, but they like to be forward too. Shoplifted might just have a little bit more in the tank. Uh, I think you have to use all of them. I would lean Echo Town like you, Ryan, but uh, that's because I think he is the best stayer, but that 4-5 or five exact makes a ton of sense. Yeah, I mean, you could – I mean, to me, you could go any way in here, so I think that it makes taking a stand – I think a lot of people are just going to say all in this one. So if you're playing any kind well, it's, of well, here's the deal. If yeah, if you're going to play a multi-race deal, I mean, you could just easily do that. If you want to get a ton of positive uh, EV here, you look at no parole. Where'd that last race come from? I mean, where where'd it come from? I mean, it doesn't. It, it's hard. It's hard to see where that came off of. Um, he just blew away that field. I, I, I can I can tell you. I talked to Tom Amos. He is definitely not a router. If you look back, if you look back, that really bad effort he had was on the slop, going two turns at at uh, Oaklawn. Yep. Yep. And Tom Amos said, "Listen, he's not a router. He's not for two turns, and he might not have liked the sloppy track that day." So I think that his last race might be a little bit more indicative of where he is. You know, you know, you look back. He had two bad races in a row. They were both over six furlongs. Not not a router. So, you know, no parole, you know, like I said, I like the four and the five here, but uh, if you talk me into playing all, 
I would, I, I could, I could see that, but I would have to really, really, really like somebody else in the sequence. And I, I looked know. at the card I, I, and I really don't like anybody that much. When you look at the distance, seven furlongs, I mean, I think it nails mischievous, mischievous Alex. I don't know why I can't say that right now. Mischievous okay. Alex right in the eyes. I mean, he has one at a mile, which I think was too long for him, but he still did it. And his two wins at seven furlongs were nine lengths and seven lengths in one was a graded stake. So I, I like where he's coming from. I know that he's not going to get tired for the, uh, the seven furlongs. I don't know. He's not, he's not. And Kendrick only is going to go one way, but that's part of the issue here is that I think from a pace perspective, if you, you can look at it uh, a couple different ways. The one and the three go, and Echo Town sits right behind them. Do you think that the one and three can stay on and fend off a Echo Town or Maru? Or the one, three, and four are just really up in the front, two sitting right behind them, and Choplifted is just chilling um, in a late pace rating of 109, which is – serious late pace and getting back uh, on a turn back. I mean, you can literally make a case for every single horse in this race winning. I, I, you know, good luck to anybody who, who uh, picks a hill to die on here. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a, it's an all race. It's literally an all race. Yeah. See, I, yeah, I, it, it is an all race, which is why you have to do the opposite of what the public is doing. You have to take a stand in this race, in my opinion. So, I mean, if you take a stand in this race and you're right, you're getting probably a lot more than you normally would on one of your top picks in a five-horse field than you would on any other day. Because I think so many people are just going to say, I'm going to get through this race. Here's the all button. It's only five horses. What do I have to lose by going all five? And if you can find the one in here or even just two horses rather than hitting the all button and you, and you get it right, I think that that provides a lot of value. So Ryan, Ryan, Ryan's doing uh, the John Cena. You can't see him right now. Four five. Uh, here, okay, so here, here's what I would say to that. From a ticket construction standpoint, I'm very much against all button uh, for the most part because I think, like Jonathan Kinchin often says, you can split, you know, the fields. You, you in a 10-horse field, you can say, man, I really think we're going to get the races on this card where – Man, I like eight horses out of the ten. Uh, make my four best bets as a four, four others as a B. In here, I would probably try and make two as an A, three as a B, and and try to. But you got to structure your tickets. I mean, it's it's a tough it's a tough sequence. Yep. All right. I think we should move on. Let's take a look at the next one. So it's a little bit later in the program. Yeah, two races. <laughs> this is part of the this is part of the early pick five still. You're right. Yeah. So we're still in the early pick five. Yeah, and, and me and Ryan, me and Ryan with all uh, transparency, we talked about this a tad earlier today. We did, but bef- 
after we talked about it, I didn't realize there's something very interesting when you look at the wagers up here. There's seven horses in this field, and there's no show wagering. And race really two, race two, there's five horses, and there is show wagering. So what that tells me is Belmont does not want to have a negative show pool for yeah. Decorated Invader. Yeah, I was going to say, they're going to bridge jump on Je Decorated Invader if they can. <laughs> so do with that what you will. So, and, and right here, that what Ryan's kind of alluding to is, you know, the one is expected to win. Um, it, it, it's got a ton of class. It's got, but this field is actually, I think, relatively relatively decent i mean everything about the one is just you got you got rosario uh but but okay let's take a look at decorated invader because i you know everybody loves bc juvenile turf you know what this horse did as a two-year-old fantastic but yeah. and, and there, by the there's way, ways uh, you could go to beat it yeah yeah so um when decorated invader went to the Breeders' Cup. His connections went there, fully expecting to win that race. There were people that went to the Breeders' Cup just to watch him run because they figured he has a huge shot of winning. So when he came back, I know plenty of people were on him and he won convincingly. But again, that's very tempting to me, especially with the information about Belmont not offering show pool, um, knowing how much hype there is around him. It makes me want to beat him, and I think that there are horses in this seven-horse field that can absolutely do that. We might, all three of us might know which horse that is. <laughs> I don't know. It could be a couple of them. Well, Al, who do you, who do you like? Who do you think has got the best chance to beat Decorated Invader? So, he, for me, I'm going to go off the board, and I'm going to go Venezuelan Hug. That's it. And and the reason why I'm picking this horse is that last race at Gulfstream. Starter allowance, you go, okay, you're moving from starter allowance to a grade two. Well, two things about this horse. One, you got Luis Saez in the irons. And that horse, when he's in the irons, you know where the horse is going. So he's going to be a little bit more forward than he has been in past races. The workouts are fantastic. I mean, a bullet after bullet. Um, this this horse has, you know, and this is another thing we can get into, but, like, a lot of bullets going into that last race at Gulfstream. Uh, nothing since. I know this horse has worked since then. It would be cool to know what that is. Um, I think I think this horse is coming into its own. And that pace last time out is a slow as molasses on a winter's day in Minnesota. I mean, to go that quick at the end against, you know, I mean, Decorator Invader got a setup last time. They were cooking. And he just went into extremely slow fractions. I think it's actually going to be a little bit fast up front. I think Proven Strategies is really fast. Uh, Vansy, the five, I think uh, when you look at the dirt and synth form, 
this horse is going to be up front. I, I'm going to lean towards the two, and, and I would also uh, use Chad, who's on fire right now. It's, it's most likely decorated invader for me, but uh, you did talk me into um, the number two here in this race, and it's a horse that I will use. If I find something I could play in the fifth race, the, the last leg of the early pick four or the pick five, I would use both the one and the two in that sequence. But I don't have anybody that I like in the fifth race yet, so I got to figure that out between now and the time. So I, th- I think for anybody that is going to play Decorated Invader, you got to play Venezuelan Hug because they're almost the same horse. Um, what Joel does – Maybe he takes back, maybe, you know, maybe he's a little bit more forward or whatever, but essentially they have the same type of running style. So if you like the one, you probably should, you know, save with the two. Right. So, so what is, what does time form have the pace looking like here? Do they have it fast? Fair. No, fair. Regular old. So I, I think that, the speed in this race really isn't all that fast. Correct. Um, If you look at the fractions that the three speed horses have run in their starts going a mile and a mile and a 16th, you're looking at 23 and four, 24, 25. They haven't gone all that fast. And we know that decorated Vader is not going to press the pace. And we know that uh, Venezuelan Hug isn't going to press the pace. So whoever does get the lead, I think they might have a chance in here. Uh, It could be the three. It could be the five. It could be the six. I would think that it's probably the three or the five before the six gets the lead. But if Proven Strategies gets out on the front and can go 24 and change, they're going to have to do a lot of running to come get them. I think I think that's a fair point. In, in this race, uh, you know, I would be leaning heavily on the two and three, uh, and I would use the one defensively. But I, I don't think this is decorated in vain. Because, again, I mean, he's going to save ground on the rail. He's, he's not going to have to be – he's not going to be in some kind of pace pressure situation with uh, Venezuelan hug next to him. But I think it's one, two, three. I, I can't really make a great case for any of the others. Yeah. Um, it, they just don't – they don't look like they can make that jump to what it's going to take to win this race. Yeah. Because if they run the races that they have already, I think the one or two, if not the three, could easily catch them, even if they are going 24 and five. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that if – that the main way that the one or the two don't win is if the three is sitting out front and gets the lead easily. And if he does, and, you know, Jose... The three on front, the three out in front could be really tough. You're right. Yeah. So we'll see. It's probably going to be slow. Uh, We'll see if the closers can get after it and, and come running anyway. I like the two in race five. Just giving you a heads up. All right. All right, the wonder again. This is a fun one. Yeah, another five, another five horse field here, three year old fillies, and another one where you have to take them all because. Uh, and I don't know if you guys notice this. This is the exact same horse. Every single one of them 
run about <laughs> the same figures, have about the same running type, the style. It's the same horse. Uh, take them all. Is this a, yeah. you, you have to t- you have to make them all A's. I, I don't. There's no differentiating factor when I was looking through this, um, and they're all priced about the same. Even the one with Rosario, it, it, if it runs that that race at Monmouth where it broke its maiden, uh, it, how tell me how that is different uh, in running style from any you know the two, the three, whatever. Well, I can't. And I agree with you 100%. You said, you know, you say bet them all. I'm only going to bet one of them. I'm only going to bet. This starts the beginning of the mandatory payout pick five that ends in the Belmont Stakes. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the longest shot on the board, Antoinette, because I really don't think her past performances are much different than anybody else's in this race. So I, I use her. She, um, let's see, who did she? She lost to somebody. Too, she lost to Bonnie South two back. And then tempers rising. Both of those are pretty good fillies. That was quite some time ago. That was in March. And then in May, the early early May, she came and finished third. Uh, Comical's a good horse, so she's gotten beat by some decent decent fillies. So I'm going to start with her. And in the Belmont, I'm going to take Tis the Law and the horse that I'm going to pick to win the Belmont. So I'm going to play a skinny pick five ticket. I'm just going to play only the four here. If I get lucky, I'll be one of the few people that that singled her. Um, everybody else may catch it if they play the all, but I'm going to single here and I'm going to play two in the final leg. And then I got to try to figure out a way to get home from, from there. You know, with the background in your zoom call, I think you finished up way too early on that, but, uh, <laughs> okay. So the four here, I, I mean, I, I, again, this is a horse that you, you love to see dirt form a horse that can win on turf and dirt. Um, it is especially interesting, and I think back to Catholic Boy. I think back to Yoshida. These horses that win both uh, on both surfaces have some turn of foot, and this horse started on turf, um, really acquitted itself well at Belmont in a in a big maiden race, and then comes back, wins at the same level at Belmont. Uh, those races are not easy. And Bill sends him to the dirt, and he and he runs well, or she runs well. Excuse me. Um, I made the same mistake earlier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I mean, if you forward project that two to three bump, you're third off a layoff. I you're gonna be forward. I mean, I don't see any of these horses like falling back badly. Uh, it. it why not? Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, aren't three of the five in this race coming off 200 day layoffs? Uh, there's, yeah. Uh, so the two is, the five is, and the one is. And the one is. I'm just going to take my chances with the longest shot on the board. Just throw it down. Well, I think the one is actually going to be the longest. Eh, you might be right. But yeah. anyway. I'll still take I'll take I'll take a price with the four. I like I like her. She'll she'll be forwardly placed. Um yeah. I'm not talking myself off this four. No, I as you shouldn't. Uh King of Bud Lights, what do you have? Hey. 
<laughs> yeah, I was going to say I like the four and the five in here. I, I think uh, you can't ignore Chad Brown, but I have nothing against taking the longest shot in the field if they all look the same. Why not get paid for the same horse? Uh, yeah. hey, hey, by the way, Andrew, as a heads up, we will be winning this race in our pick five ticket, okay? Uh, <laughs> Good luck. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's uh... – Let's move it to the next one. Allowance race. Race seven. What I love about what they did with this pick six and everything, um, these these allowance races are indescribably difficult. Uh, yeah, good luck. Yeah. Uh, the acorn. Um, I feel like uh, Swift Header has something to say on this race, but uh, – Yeah? Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Uh he might have something to say on every race. Yeah, a little bit. I was, I, I was chatting him up today about it. I, I expect some uh, fun takes on this one. But, um, Andrew, why don't you lead off? Yeah. All right. So uh, <laughs> everything in my being wants me to go against Gamine. Uh, so I will. I, I like uh, casual in here to upset. I, I just... I have no desire to play Gamine. I'll use her defensively, but if I'm trying to get through the race, uh, I like casual a little bit in here. Uh, she hasn't really done anything wrong. I think she has a chance to get better in here. I think she's going to sit right off that pace and um, maybe pressure a little bit, and we'll see if she can get the, do the job done. But, I mean, every ticket is going to go to Gamine, so I really would rather not play her. It just kills me to go with a favorite like that. You want to go next, Al? Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. So, race is going one of two ways, right? And and I'm scared to say that it's going to go the way I think. And that is, casual, you're right, is it, Ken Stock has closing ability. When you look at that last out um, in that allowance race, sat behind slow fractions – and close like a champ um you know churchill downs allowance races are decent right second yeah. time out decent the horse was you know favored they knew they knew right <laughs> but not a great setup and it's maiden race closed one uh hard to do in a maiden race and it did it uh especially at oakland this year where it's been really crazy and Steve wasn't winning a ton. So this horse is something. If, if uh, Santana just says, hey, we're going to let the one go, the two can't keep up. There's no other horse that can keep up with Camino. Just can't. Pace figure-wise, it's suicide. And then that leads me to saying Gamine's going to get an easy lead, an easy trip, dictate the fractions and it, casual is a good horse and casual might be able to close, but I, I don't think, I don't think that's going to happen, especially with Gamine um, on a cutback on a cup of this horse is cutting back to a mile. Bob then shipped this horse out here for nothing. I don't think he has another runner in any race. Uh, Ryan may be able to correct me on that. This horse was pointed for this race. It's Gamine all day. 
the other way, you know, you say, okay, somebody wants to, you know, get brave, challenge up front. Gamin doesn't break well, doesn't get to the front. Then I think you, you open up the door for the four, has a much better chance. And then I, I would even throw in perfect alibi, the seven, who in a fast-paced trip is, is the one I want closing into that. Okay, so I didn't say it yet. I'm going to say it now. This card is not impressive at all. Nope. Not, not impressed. Uh, this is a grade one <laughs> three-year-old Phillies race. And, yeah, Gamine is two for two, got nothing but ones on the past performances. Why did she need lidocaine when she was running in uh, Oakland? Why did she need that? And now we've got Bob Baffert outside of the state of California with a big chalk here in this race. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and try to beat her. And I know no one can run with her, but uh, I have a sneaking suspicion we're not going to see the best Gamine on Saturday. So I'm with you guys. Casual would be my top choice here. So I, I like casual, but right behind that, the two, and I know Al, you said the two can't just keep, keep up with her, but uh, late in the race, she'll be, she'll be coming. And if you look at the horses that she's run against and gotten beat by Swiss skydiver, she beat turtle tracks. Who's a good horse. She beat 260, who 260 is sometimes a good horse and sometimes not a good horse. I'd have to go, go back and look and see if this was a good race or a bad race for 260. But she's faced some, some decent people in here, or decent horses in here. She doesn't face people. But uh, for me, I'd play the two and the four and just try to beat that one. And, you know, I, I said from, earlier that, yeah. From a pace perspective, I just, I have to third. I, like, I will never talk anybody trying to sure. beat a favorite i just don't see a trip or a way this horse even if it got to the front that, that's the thing like this race is t is like the worst for me because gamin should obviously win everyone's going to have her and i think that at least 50 percent of the time if not a lot more she should and would win win so for someone who doesn't like to go with a favorite, especially in a multi-leg sequence that every single ticket is going to have, but at the same time, the chances of her winning are really high. Do you try and extract value that's not there? That's what I feel like I may be trying to do in this race. I know you said we might not see the best of her, and I think that's very possible, and that's an angle that you can use to go against. But, man, it's tough in here. I, I mean, I want to play just, against her, but. It's so hard to design a way she doesn't win unless she pulls a hit and squirrel who's coming up. Uh, and, you know. Yeah, she bucks the rider then. Yeah. It, and she still others. might win. Who knows? I mean, yeah. he all, all uh, you know, uh, who's on it? Joel or Johnny V. All Johnny V has to do is have one foot just kind of hanging and Gamine will take him there. Um, no, yeah, he doesn't I, have to. He doesn't have to strategize at all. We just no, just go. Right, right. And he has to go from it, this horse has never had an issue breaking. It's just never had an issue breaking. Right. Speed broke sharp. Watch the races back. Um, that last one, I think, was. It, 
I think a mile I think this horse is really a seven furlonger mile type. I think that's what it might turn out to be. I I don't think it wants two turns. I think it wants one. My my skinny ticket, my skinny pick five ticket will end here if she wins the race. So it'll probably be over with. I probably won't even get alive to the ninth. But that's yeah, a and, fair that's a fair betting stance to take. So and I if you're gonna if you're gonna bet a small ticket because you have fifty five horses out of a broodmare, um <laughs> you yeah, that's fine. I mean, take a shot. I think for folks playing that mandatory pick five like me and Andrew, who who have a large budget, you you got two ways to attack it. One, you single here. And you get skinny because the seventh race is a minefield to say the, to say the least about it. And you get skinny where you can and you try and catch prices outside of that. And if you're right with some prices outside of that, a $2 pick five is going to pay very well. Right. Um, if you want to, if you think that there is a reasonable expectation that casual can win you have to include casual as an A. Sure. Or you can do that thing where you, you have a set of pick fives that have casual singled and have the big horse coming up uh, singled. Right. And then you have tickets where they're not singled and they're not on the ticket. And you have your casual or, you know, Lucenza or perfect alibi, whatever you're digging you have those horses in that place, you're still getting skinny, you're betting less, but if you hit, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take care of the $125 that, you know, you paid on. Right. We are diametrically opposed to this sequence because for me, it starts with a five horse field and I only want to play one of the long shots in that race because if this, if this happens where in the first leg, it's one of the obvious ones, one of the, what, five to twos or one of the, you know, eight to five or whatever, you win that one, then you get Gamine here in this leg. And then if tis the law wins, I mean, well, what are you, what are you getting back? You're not Pennies. Getting back we'll, we'll get to tick and construction. Cause I, I, I have an idea of how, how I want to play it and I'll throw it out there. Uh, but you know, why don't we, why don't we move to the next race before I give you the, uh, my ID and tell you my first time. All can, right. Can, can I try to spoil it or no? <laughs> go ahead <laughs> is this the single all single all single no okay <laughs> all right next the jaipur or as people in kentucky say the japper <laughs> i think the j is silent like like yogging is it yogging <laughs> uh Go ahead, Ryan. Take us away. Sure. So I have a an opinion on this race, and I shared this opinion on a different podcast. And I Cheater. had one. Yep, I know. I'm sorry. I had one well-known um, talking head with me, and he did not like my pick at all. And I picked Stubbins, and I listened to our guy tell me why it wasn't a great pick. And I think he may be right, but God, am I bullheaded and I'm not coming off Stubbins. So I like Stubbins here. I also like the number two, Alexandra. And for Stubbins, uh, coming in second off the layoff, obviously he didn't do the greatest in the, uh, the Breeders' Cup turf sprint. But, uh, you know, if you, look at, if you look at three races back when he was at Woodford and Keeneland, 
and you look at his last effort in the Daytona off the layoff, I think he's going to move forward here. And I think his forward move puts him on par with pure sensation. And I believe pure sensation is going to be bet way more than Stubbins. And then the, the horse I also like, and I would, and my skinny ticket, if I, if I make it to this race, I'm going to use the two and the five. So Alexandra, the, uh, she's a mayor. She's what, six years old, maybe the number two. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's old. She's old. Six, she's yeah. She's old but man. she's still running. She's still running. She's still putting up numbers. If you look at her last effort, her last effort puts her right in the thick of things. But also that was off a 222-day layoff. So she's now coming in second off the layoff. And look who she got beat by last time. So so she, she beat Morticia two back. Morticia beat her three back. And then Jolie Olympica uh, was victorious uh, in the Monrovia against her. So she's run against top-notch Phillies and mayors. So for me, I'd go 2-5 in this list. Yep. I made my top pick Alexandra in here. Yay. I I think that with her running style and her little love affair with Belmont that she has going on and Joel Rosario winning four out of six times on her back and being the, the masterful come-from-behind turf rider that he is, I think there's a lot of positives in here for her. It's a very competitive race. Another one where you kind of just have to say, this is who I like for these reasons. I'm taking a stand and go from there. So uh, I also like the two in here. I had a feeling you might say Stubbins. I think Stubbins has a big shot as well. Uh, But who knows? If you like the two, you like the five. If you like (laughs) the two, you like the five. And that's why I like both of them. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I, I don't know what you do with Hidden Scroll. For me, I played oh, against I do. him. I do. All the you, toss, you toss him as far as you can. Yeah. You got to toss him a little further than he tossed his rider last time. <laughs> yes, I love it. Okay. Uh, well, well, now that – are you girls <laughs> done cackling about Hidden Scroll? <laughs> here's, here comes the Hidden Scroll single. Here, so here's my deal, right? <laughs> Hit it, uh, I'll get to hit and scroll in a second. I'm with you. I like stupids. And and when I talked to Doug O'Neill, um, which you can find on the podcast a few months back, we talked about stupids. The horse is forward progressing. The horse is going, uh, I mean, in this field, how many horses are going for making that three to four jump? And what do we always talk about? The horse that's making that three to four jump. Pure sensation is nine. Nine. Nine years old. It was an old horse. I mean, it was in the Kentucky Derby before I even started playing horse racing. Um, Hidden Scroll and Steubens are the two that are making that big jump. Now, we'll get to them in a second. But (laughs) Steubens, I think, yes, second off the layoff, uh, I think Louis going to put this horse forward. Again, jockeys can kind of give you an idea of a clue. This horse isn't going to be coming from all the way back uh, like Alexandra will be. And I think in this race, you want to be closer to the pace. That's why I'm kind of against Alexandra in this. Um, I want to take a look at Ken Thaka. Now, wait a minute. You said if you like the two, you like the five. Now you like the five and don't like the two. I'm still using the two defensively because oh, okay, okay. you gotcha. can always get a trip. 
you can always get a trip, but right. yeah, like like we're gonna get to, you gotta you gotta have some horses delineated here between A's and B's. That's my line there. Just being a little bit more forward. Kanthaka, uh, big chain, trainer change um, for a very hot barn. Motion is killing it, and this is a horse that will be forward, that will break well that can press the pace and if you're saving ground on the rail and I can just envision a drifting out trip and closing, getting a jump on the five or the two or the three even, um, you know, I think the one is live. I think the three Texas wedge is live. This is a West coast turf race out East. Yeah. This is, yeah. and that's the craziest part about it is, is what do we always say? West coast dirt form is better on the East and East coast turf horses are better on the West. Sure. Well, this is a West coast turf race. <laughs> out um, so that's sure. weird. Pure sensation. I think you have to respect. Uh, I think this horse, I have a note in my formulator. This horse wants to go six. What are we getting at nine? I don't know. I don't know. And I'm scared to use the four because, and let's get to our buddy Hidden Scroll. We didn't get to see what the hell was going on last time. Yeah. We lost the rider immediately. Dunzo. The problem with that is, is that we still are left with the puzzle piece of, can this horse get on turf and be forward? If this horse is forward, he's going to press a pace with the four. If he's not, then the four is going to walk. And so Hidden Scroll, who I don't I don't know if he's going to win this race, and I say that because he was bet down three to one in, in that turf allowance at Belmont. So the, the big players out there, are expecting this horse's turf form to be there, just like his dirt form. And Bill must really think of that that highly out of him because he's not running him in a turf allowance earlier where he would easily win. He's running here, grade one. I think you have to have the six on a ticket somewhere. For me, it's one through six. Uh, the two I tossed, white flag, if I don't envision a trip, so this horse is not fast enough to beat the four or the six should the six break and is not fast enough to close um, better than the two or the five. And Lon Twist is a little bit out of his depths. And, league, yeah. yeah, and, you know, I think they're hoping for third place. Same with the seven. I think they're hoping for third place. Go one through six. I, I like as A's, four, five, and one because of the price and and maybe trip. And I would use the two, three, six as B's. The six you could maybe use as a C. Okay, so I'm going to talk badly about Hidden Scroll right now. I'm sorry about it. If you look at his maiden race, he ran on a sloppy track, and he was all ones, and he ran – much better than everybody else. And he got a nice big number that day and that doomed him. Um, everybody is always expecting him to do better than he can because off that effort. 
look at the numbers he's put up in his allowance races and where he's finished and look at the numbers that he's put up in his graded stakes races and see where he's finished and realize that he's now racing in a grade one race on the turf against other horses who are much more accomplished than him. I think he is class challenged here. And I just don't think that he is a horse that I would want to use, but are we talking? Yeah, we're, we're, we're still talking about girl. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> so, I, had, so, I had a baby, baby emergency. Baby. So, yeah, so I'm tossing Hidden Scroll. And if Hidden Scroll wins this race, I will have egg on my face. I will be completely and utterly out of every single ticket that I would have. And I'll just live and learn. But I think this horse is, is class challenged here. He's a good allowance horse. There's nothing wrong with that. He's not a graded stakes horse. He's definitely not a G1 wear. I agree. Let's move on. <laughs> all right the big one all right let's talk it what what kind of crazy thing you guys think is going to happen in here i think tis the law is going to win the race <laughs> okay <laughs> i was expect i was expecting you go well you know let me talk to you about a uh, juggle rudder <laughs> yeah. so i watched i watched a lot of replays today and this horse out of this entire field is the only one who seems to have another gear after they hit the top of the stretch. He is the one that's most likely going to win. He's going to be about three to five, maybe two to five. Who knows? I'm thinking three to five. I think I, you know what, that was the number that I came up with too. Also it was three to five. I think some people are going to bet Sol Volante. Last night I thought maybe he'd be four to one. I'll be, I'll be, there's no way I'm getting four to one on him. Sol Volante got the setup of all setups last time. Well, here's the thing is I think he could get it here too if and only if it's a hot contested pace. If this pace is hot and contested and tis the law coming off, uh, uh, you know, tis the law is not really in form. And I know that it's going to be weird because I'm saying, hey, I want a horse that raced 10 days ago because the other one's not in form. But if you look at tis the law, he's always spaced out. When was, he's never had a race and then another race in 28 days and another race in 28 days. 90% of the time, 95% of the time, he's going to run his race. He's going to do well. I'm going to use Sol, Sole Volante. I like the horse in the win spot, but obviously I can't kick out Tiz Law because he's the most likely winner. But if this is a high, hot contested pace, like if Tap It to Win gets out, and if Dr. Post – well, not really Dr. Post so much because he's more of a uh, – mid-pack guy but pneumatic if pneumatic gets out and then four left the number six horse that's the late entry here i think if four left gets out um which he has a couple times in the past i think he's going to really convolute the uh pace time form already says it's going to be a fast pace but i think it's going to be a very fast pace because you're going to have a one turn nine furlong race for all the marbles and you're going to have some keyed up jockeys a couple jockeys in this race that you know they 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 might be seeing big bucks here and they might want to get out so i'm going to take my chance with Soli volante but obviously tis the law is the most likely winner that's all andrew oh, no, I, lied, I lied i lied a horse that i really like today just by watching the replays and a horse that i think it also if the pace is hot and Soli volante is up there i think farmington road can close into a into a hot pace so I'm going to play Soli Volante and uh, Tis the Law up top, and I'm going to also play Farmington Road underneath. And uh, I will hey. add, yeah, yeah. Hey, it. 
A yeah. six pack of beer right here. Yeah, okay. Farmington Road doesn't hit the board. <laughs> so if if you win, I get to buy you a six pack of red, white, and blue. <laughs> and Road hits the board. You have to buy me a four pack of Delirium Tremens. I don't even. You're you're speaking gibberish to me, but sure, whatever, whatever gets you going. I'll, you'll you'll end up with a couple forties of Steel Reserve. I'll have to look into the legalities of sending alcohol over state lines. It's called it's called Venmo. Okay, oh, right. Jesus Christ. Delirium will get you going. All right, next. I'm All right, so, so here I'm off my soapbox. So, uh, so here's my take, and that bet stands. Uh, okay. it, it, two ways: uh, Tis the law is going to sit a perfect trip. Mm-hmm. This pace will be hot. It has to be. The ones going, the tens going, the six is forward, the fours forward. Tis the law just loves sitting that trip can go fast early and kick it into another gear at the end. Love Tis the Law here. Again, you want to play that sequence into Tis the Law because everybody's going to be on Tis the Law. You single them, you hope you get lucky, and you have it for $2, and, and maybe you get a 5-1 to one return on your money. The way he loses. The way he loses. The one, tap it to win, gets out there. Going to make the front very easily because he does not have any speed outside of no. him. No. Um, the one is going to make out perfect. And if he sits on a lead and dictates a pace and the 10 pneumatic comes all the way across and says, oh, well, you know, I, I'll just I'll, – I'll be chilling in second place. Give me tap it to win. We saw what happens when you do that against tap it to win. Um, so, yes, tap it to win will be a backup. That, I think you can easily envision the one winning. That's what I would say about um, – who was it? Can you go back to the PPs for uh, Tis the Law? So, a horse with derby points and – who looked really, really good in a stakes race doing exactly what Tap It to Win did was Ete Indian. And Tis the Law put him away. Here's a question. Is, who's a better horse, Ete Indian or Tap It to Win? I think Ete Indian. I completely disagree. <laughs> I so mean, at the, time, at the yeah. time, he was getting to the lead and running everybody off their feet. He did the same thing, got to the lead against Tis the Law, and Tis the Law just said goodbye and blew by him. What so, Tap It to Win did against Mystic Guide and Country Grammar, he destroyed them. Those horses will never be the same again after getting destroyed that badly. And this where was horse, that race? Where was that race? Right here, right in this backyard. Belmont going... Uh, uh, a sixteenth of a mile shorter. This horse, it, you're talking third off the layoff. This horse is gonna get up to the front, and we saw what happens when when he does that. That that's why I think you got to include him. I my my issue with oh my son's knocking on the door here. Um, my issue with pneumatic is he's coming all the way across. Like I said, I, I do like max player uh, quite a bit here. Um, 
as well because, again, I think he's going to be right next to or just right behind Tis the Law and and has some closing ability. I mean, I'll certainly give that to him. I mean, the horse is talented. I don't know. I don't know how good that Withers field that he beat is actually, you know, going forward. I don't know how much you can project uh, going forward for him. And and I did like Dr. Post. I mean, out of the Pletcher runners, I think Dr. Post has a much better running style for this, closing in the slow fractions. Um, in, in that race, he broke his main that golf stream. The horse has tactical speed. Why not? And if he's just going to be left alone to just kind of outside track, you know, I'm good with it. And and I know the horse, I'm going to let you go, Andrew. The horse you like, I just absolutely tossed. So, you know, I know <laughs> away, I gave you some time to do your bath salts. <laughs> go for it. Take it away. So when I was at Paisen Park, I got to Pat oh, Modernist. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> and Bill Mott was like, yeah, he won that race, uh, whatever it was, in Louisiana. I was like, yeah. So, uh, no, he he's not my top pick in here. I don't actually uh, like I thought you were going to be with Nick Hines. Nick Hines <laughs> loves modernist. <laughs> I mean, he did win me a lot of money when he won whatever that race was, <laughs> as Bill put it, yeah. in Louisiana. But, um, uh yeah, no, I don't think he can compete in here, unfortunately. It, it's like I thought you were taking me down the road where, like, I I fed Channel Maker a carrot, so now <laughs> Channel Maker always makes my tickets, but he's the biggest <laughs> chandelier in the entire yeah. industry. Did you say yeah, hidden no, scroll? I just don't I, – where – what does Modernist even do in this race? I mean, he he won on the lead when he Can't won. He goes out front and he gets tired. Yeah. He either goes out front, gets tired, or tries to raid and gets passed. Yeah. One or the and other. Then, and then he and then he races at uh, Saratoga in a uh, first level allowance and just destroys them. Yeah, more than likely. Yeah, I I think it's in. And so now we get to tick and construction. We all kind of agree. Tis the laws went in. I and again, I think you pick two horses. If you like the two, I could see why. The two could win. I could see why the nine could win. I could see why the one could win. Um, essentially, I think what you have to do is is make a ticket where you're singling Gamine, you're singling Tisdalaw, you're spreading like hell in this pick five because the races in between are vicious, um, especially the allowance races. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. So you might go, you know, I think in that opening leg – five by one by three or four by three or four and then by one and in there you also have some b horses as well but if you're playing that ticket for 200 bucks you're going to have it for two dollars and as long as you can get a price if you can be right and get a price and you can get a little bit lucky in that first race and and have the favorite not win then, then a world of possibilities open up for how much that might pay. I mean, mandatory payout pick five. The the pool's going to be a very, very positive uh, EV expectation. Uh, the takeout's going to be very minimal. 
I think that's how you play it. And then you come back, you go, okay, well, I'm throwing out Gamin and I'll play the Tisdalaw. Or I'm keeping Gamin in, I'll keep casual, and I'll throw out Tisdalaw and I'll use two. Right. And you have it for 50 cents and you play a smaller ticket, but you leave yourself open for it. And you kind of try to monopolize your value because that ticket will pay more or just as much as you having it for, you know, a dollar fifty or two dollars. Right. So race six, that pick five, that mandatory payout pick five, I'm going to single Antoinette, the number four horse in that race. The seventh race is going to be the last race that I add to my ticket construction because I want to play a skinny ticket, but I want to see how skinny. Race eight, I'm trying to beat Gamin, so I'm going to play the two and the four there. That's Casual and Lucretia. Race number nine, I got Oleksandra and Stubbins. And then in the final race, I have to use Tis the Law because I went against Gamin, and I went super skinny. I went single in the first leg, so I can't be going too deep here. So I'll use Tis the Law and Sol Volante. So I've gone single, question mark, two, two, two. All right. So we're not talking a whole lot of money at this point. So what all it all comes down to is who can I bet in race number seven? So that's going to be between now and Saturday, what I need to figure out, but maybe I go three, maybe I go four. Well, apparently you could play the uh, two day pick five and skip those first two races and play those first two on Friday instead. Have you, have you looked at them? (laughs) Go go to hell. (laughs) (laughs) I I want no part of it. it in that seventh race. Um, and this is just first glance, three, four, five, eight, eleven, twelve. 11, um, 12. <laughs> that's where I went. I, I, it, Winifred J scares the crap out of me. Um, so, you know, I don't know. All right. Yeah. Well, it should be a fun day, even if sure. uh, the, the betting prospects, we'll see how they go. I mean, it helps if you're going to take the longer shots out of the tiny fields. So, um Hopefully they can get home and we'll have some fun with. Yeah, them. should should be a great day. Watch a little ask it. Hope hope sharing wins and then turn on the Belmont like immediately after because yeah. we start at right. You know, eleven fifty five. Have a full day of entertainment on Saturday. If you miss sports and you like watching <laughs> live action, you're gonna get it all day long. Yeah, and let's cash a ticket. And uh, Ryan, I'm looking forward to that six pack. You owe me. You got it. All right. Good luck, everybody. See you next time.